Thank you for coming to hang out. Dustin, good to see you again. Yeah, we had you on, uh, I don't know, a year ago, eight months ago, something yeah. like that. So we talked a little bit about Chase Bays in that episode. Um, so we may rehash some things, but we've got Chase of Chase Bays on here, the man himself. So really excited to kind of hear about what you guys have going on. Um, I want to preface this conversation by saying I am not huge into cars, and so I may s ask some dumb questions, but... Uh, that's all right. You know, Zach's got my back, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. forgive me if gotcha. I ask really dumb questions like, what do you do? You know, yeah. stuff like that. We still don't really know. Yeah. We're not even sure. Okay, well, you're doing something right, because I was kind of scrolling through your social media and uh, got a pretty solid following, and yeah, man, doing rad stuff. And uh, I think the last time I talked with you, Dustin, this was kind of pre uh all the stuff you guys have going on at the new location in trustful mm -hmm. um, yeah this was pre-move oh wow so it's been a while so, yeah pre-house too well, was pre-house and pre big building so mm. yeah. so bring me up to speed um for those of anybody out there listening that may not know who you guys are or what you guys do what is chase bays yeah so chase bays designs and manufactures motorsport products for cars Okay. Uh, specifically, that would be uh, fluid transfer products. We do braking, cooling, fuel delivery, power steering, uh, all that. And then more specifically for 80s and 90s imports. So uh, Nissan, Honda, BMW, Porsche, Subaru, Toyota. Uh, and then the market, we aim to make really high-end products, you know, aesthetically pleasing, very functional, solves a, a major problem. Uh, and... Uh, yeah. It's cool. It's cool dude and stuff. Our our market is uh, not kind of not the guys you'd see driving on the street. Most of the cars that you see are trailered uh, to tracks or to shows. Um so drifting, rally, uh, road race, and then a lot of a lot of show guys, but our stuff is more targeted toward motorsport. People that are actually using the vehicle, like not just babying it and mm -hmm. showing it and, off, you know. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Our stuff is made to be used. And uh, the common comparison, if you're not a motorsports guy, people go straight to Fast and Furious. Sure, yeah. Uh, or classic the, franchise. I guess NASCAR. Yeah, NASCAR. Is common. And NASCAR yeah. is great. You know, it's a it's a great motorsport, but definitely not like Fast and Furious. A little less crime, a little less drugs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now you said that um, maybe you guys kind of filled a, a void in the market where there wasn't one before. Maybe here, just in the southeast, or just in general. I mean, yeah, worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. Just, yeah, okay. just we ship all over the the world every day. Uh, I think the void that we filled was that no one specialized in just fluid transfer products. Like you'd have braking companies, uh, and then maybe somebody made a power steering reservoir. Lots or, of cooling companies. Yeah, radiators, oil coolers. But we've kind of, the reason it's called Chase Bays is because I'm Chase, and everything goes into the engine bay. And we have more products now that kind of go to the back of the car, inside the car. But most everything is fluid transfer uh, related and um there's not been a company that that made the products that we do, you know, ABS delete kits or power steering kits. Um, I don't know if that's gibberish. Uh, yeah, that's you. all jargon, Call buddy. The ABS. Hey, delete, I understand deleted. that uh, cars have coolant and liquids and other fluids Wheels inside and tires of them. Um, and seats. Well, how did you get into sort of this? Sounds to me like a niche market, um, and maybe. Uh, for anybody listening that heard the Dustin episode, we may rehash some things that That's some right. questions you may have already answered. But uh, how did you get into doing this in the first place? Um, 
Well, I used to skateboard. So I skated 12 to 15. That was all I cared about, all I wanted to do. When I was 15 and ready to turn 16, I wanted a Nissan Xterra or a uh, Toyota 4Runner just to haul the buddies around, put a bunch of stickers in the back. Um, I tore did you my... want the minibus? Like all of my friends, we all wanted the minibus. Oh, I wasn't dreaming that big yet. Okay. I was just like... You know, just four wheels and yeah, mini bus or short bus. What are we talking about here? Like a uh, short bus, mini what am van. I no, 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 no. Like the uh, the Volkswagen, the the bus, the bus. Yeah, the little loaf of bread. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. well, I have Sorry. I have a regret now. I should have aimed for that. Maybe I wouldn't have torn my ACL. You know, mm. if I dreamed bigger. Yeah, it's the one out of uh, what is that movie uh, with Sean Penn? Come on, uh, Fast Times Ridge and High. They had one. No. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, short bus. So you turn 16 and maybe your focus starts to shift towards cars. Yeah. More. So I tore my ACL and then I grew really tall, real fast. Dude. So I never really healed. So uh, I had a neighbor that had a pretty cool Civic and started getting into cars and looking at different magazines and stuff. Uh, this is really early on in the internet. This is 2003. Um, so you weren't really getting on Google and looking stuff up, but you know, Super Street Magazine, Honda Tuning Magazine, all that. Sure. Got into it, and then just the, um, you know, with skateboarding, there's an adrenaline aspect, there's a creativity aspect, there's, um, you know, just a, uh, it's it's subjective, right? So with cars, you kind of get the same thing, and, and cars kind of have a bad rap, just like skateboarding does in ways, but uh, cars, I saw it as a blank canvas, a way to go fast and, and get adrenaline, get good at something. Uh, so got into cars, and then found that many things bothered me about the car. So if you pop the hood, it was cluttery and messy and all that. So started cleaning up the clutter, making it easier to work on. The things that were cluttery were, were of course, brake lines, power steering, all that stuff. Uh, fast forwarding, as I got more into motorsports, uh, all those things were weak points. So power steering fluid blew everywhere, all of the engine bay, mm -hmm. uh, that needed to be solved. Braking is obviously one of the biggest components of motorsports because the car can be fast, but if it can't stop, you know, Braking is really where most of the talent is in motorsport. Really? Uh, so I started solving all these problems while making them more aesthetically pleasing. So uh, you say solving these problems, you just out in the garage, just fabbing out your own parts and pieces? or, or Pretty what are much. You doing? Like relocating things, thinking of new things, fabricating new things, working with other people who, who could fabricate things. Uh, posted it on some forums and then... Uh, I mean, after this, it's you know fast forwarding 10, 15 years, but uh, posted it on the forums, and everybody wanted you know to to get what I, I was doing. You know what I mean? They they hadn't seen it before. Uh, they asked me how much it cost to do it, and it was a service at the time. You know, I had to take the car apart, do certain things, and uh, the first situ I used to be traveling. You know, I'd travel to different cities, so I said, you know, if you can get 10 people. Um, I'll, I'll fly to the city and, and do all this work. So the first situation was Arizona. Um, there was azht.com. It was Arizona Honda Tuners. Uh, so I didn't know. I mean, I was probably at this point, probably 17 or 18. I think I was 18. And uh, I didn't know what to charge or anything. So I just said, I, you know, it takes me like a day, I think. So 450 bucks. How about that? So I flew out. And I got 10 cars, 10 days. Uh, so I started at maybe 9 a.m., and then worked 12 hours, 15 hours. It took way longer than I predicted. Yeah, so sure. once I had these, these 10, I know I just dived into the story, but um, once I had that, I had, I mean, I was staying, I was working for 15, 16 hours straight as an 18 year old, collected $450, you know, per. And then when I was there, the hype built 
And then I got 10 more customers and I, of course, mistakenly charged, you know, $450 again. But who cares? When you're 18, there's no overhead. That's all the money in the world, man. That's awesome. Yeah. 450 bucks a day? Yep. Yeah. So I, it was 20 days, hardest I've ever worked. And then when I came back, I mean, you know, fast forwarding, I went to Los Angeles, North Carolina, Chicago, a couple other, you know, Portland, a couple other different places and did the same thing. Kept charging 450. I got so burnt out on it. I had to make it into a product. So figured out how to make it into a product, made the right calls, did all this stuff, started selling it online. And then by that time, I'm, you know, 19 and moved to Los Angeles, did that for a few years, got into some magazines. And then from there, it's just kind of a lot of long, long story, could write a book, but just trying to get better. I had no idea what I was doing, made all the mistakes you can imagine. Uh, Didn't ruin anybody's car. Hopefully. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they drive it the next day. They're like, Everything blew up. <laughs> yeah. Well, like brake lines would leak or um, just, yeah, that's just part of it. Yeah, you're you're yeah. going to make mistakes. But the bad part was that I, if before I made it a product, I had to deal with the problem. So if, if I was doing something on the car and something broke, they're like, I need my car, man. You know, what's going on? And so I had to just eat it and I would work for like 24 hours straight trying to solve these problems. I mean, it was crazy. But from there, it was just trying to make the best products we could. Uh, finding the right people. That's what, you know, that took me forever to just find the right people. And Dustin's been with me longer than anybody. Uh, I think yeah. we're going on eight years. Now, how did you guys meet just through the love of cars? Or uh, yeah. Maybe you talked about that already. Um, I think you yeah. applied on Facebook, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I left a job working with Steve at New Republic Printing. Okay. Uh, so I did yeah, screen for a little while, dabbled in it. Um, left there and then... My mom was like, hey, you got to pay some more rent. Something's got to happen. I'm like, okay, well, I need to get a job. So I posted and said, hey, look for a job. And he hit me up and said, hey, come in and work a few days a week, and we'll make something work. And then that's where it started. Sweet. So the founding brothers right here. All right. (laughs) Now, was it – at what point did it become official, like Chase Bay's, as we know it today? Um, So I've been self-employed since 2005. I called it Chase Bay's in 2007. So when I was traveling – I didn't have a name. It was just Chase from the Internet. Chase from the Internet. <laughs> so, well, shout out to the viral messaging boards that got you that. That's awesome, man. Oh, yeah. That would have been so cool to get a call from, like, What know, were we doing dudes. at 18? Nothing at that the, cool. Yeah. Not working that. I was probably trying to figure out how to graduate high school. I was working <laughs> at the skate park. Yeah. You got yeah, me that I did that there. for a long time, yeah. too. Which oh, skate yeah, park? The Stadia. The Sanctuary. Yeah. 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 We both worked there. R.I.P. R.I.P. I think it's like a Baumhauer's. Um, like no else. shot, really? Yeah, yeah. they, they well, bulldozed that whole like, area. Police or something right there, right? Like the police yeah. stations right there. Well, yeah. they did all the work on the on the city vehicles. So, oh. um, And then I think they just bulldozed that whole... Because it was right there on 31. Mm-hmm. And so they tore it all down. And now it's like a Dunkin' Donuts and like some kind of restaurant. I think Jay ended up getting all that skate light and everything. Really? I don't I know. Was it worth anything, his, though? I don't know. I think that's how... I think that's what he lined his mini ramp or his, oh, okay. his big quarter pipe in his backyard with. Yeah. I thought that park was a lot concrete. It was a concrete slab, but then they built wooden ramps on top. So it's like every skate park we've ever had up until, I guess, um, they just dropped some new photos of the new skate park downtown um, mm-hmm. today. And uh, Really? Sick, yeah. Really? They finished all the concrete. So, um, yeah, they're looking, I think. Those were I'm real photos? Mistaken. Well, a lot a of it were renderings, okay. but they did put have some real photos in there. And... Uh, they said all the concrete pouring is done. They showed like the whole team. I guess they went out to like a celebratory dinner, and uh, yeah, um, 
I think they're planning to have it done, if I'm not mistaken, by the end of this month, so end of June. <sighs> we'll have some, like, grand opening, you know. We gotta Dude. Go and, well, then, and then we'll have the fourth largest skate park. Because we were over there, like, a week and a half ago, and there was still a lot of work to be done. I mean, there yeah. was a lot done, and they're making progress, but to – they're going to be done. We're all like month? world games 30 yeah. days away. I don't know about that. Man. Is it 30 days away? It's something like that. Yeah. Jeez. At the time of this recording, it's like 31 days away. Something like that. Maybe. Did they have rebar on the skate park yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the. Like, what are you it, talking it, about? Like the, like the molds? Yeah. Or whatever. They have yeah. that? Okay. Because after that, that's kind of the hard part. It comes together. So yeah. Fast. No, the concrete. I think they're done with the concrete. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, when I walked through like two Boom. months ago, they only had one side done, and then you could see like the skeleton with like all the rebar on like one side. It was really cool. It's to hard see. to see from the street though, like the big bowl and stuff. It's kind of yeah. like up there. But you have to go on the opposite. You have to go on the side. opposite side. Hard to get in those parking lots over there. But he so. was up there with a leaf blower. We were trying to. Mm-hmm. I was trying to he, shout he him out because we had him on the podcast, and I was like, Tony. He didn't uh, hear me. He couldn't so. hear us. Yeah. But I'm hoping, man. Maybe, maybe. Fingers crossed, we can get those guys back on um, before they get out of town. Shit, we're gonna take heavy ultra there. Or that. That's a good yeah. idea. Do like a, a thing there. Um, but let's get back on track. Uh, so uh, Chase Bay starts taking off. You're touring the country, doing the world tour. You start the official, what we know it now as Chase Bay's in 2007. Um, did you start hunting for a storefront around then and, and start actually, when you, when you took it online, were you doing that out of the house or did you actually go and rent a spot or, or how did that work? So by 2007, that's when I really started making it more of a product-based thing. Um, so I lived in Los Angeles from 2007 to two, uh, 2010. Okay, so uh, you're on the West Coast. I was in an apartment, so I was doing all the work out of my apartment room. I had a roommate and everything, so it was fully on the floor, on the I table. just imagine all this stuff in a crowded two-bedroom apartment in Los Angeles. Yep, that's what it was. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, it was in Koreatown. Los Angeles is right in between downtown and Hollywood. Okay, cool. And uh, it was tiny. So, I mean, it was like, you know, right here. That's it. You know, yeah. from, from these <laughs> these center blocks. And so, but I mean, I wasn't doing much of anything back then. You know, it wasn't, uh, I had like a decent inter- internet presence, but it wasn't like we were doing, you know, thousands a month or anything. It was just me. But that was your full-time gig? Full-time gig, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so it was something. Flip burgers while you're also trying to keep yeah. up with internet orders and stuff. I lived like a poor. I was a very poor liver. So, not liver like the... The here, poor but, liver. Yeah. yeah. I had a poor liver. I was drinking a lot back then, <laughs> you know, to, to well, deal with stress. Yeah, here you go. Anyways. Yeah. You um, still have a poor liver. So uh, how long did the did the California thing last? Uh, moved, uh, my lung collapsed spontaneously. What? Okay, well, we can't just breeze. I mean, we can if you want. That so didn't what's happen, that like? That doesn't happen to you guys? No. Oh, I Wait, thought everybody had a lung collapse. No. Were you surfing when it happened? No. <laughs> huh? I did surf. Tore your AC t- ACL, and now you have a collapsed lung. Okay. Yeah. What? I, I ruptured my spleen when I was 13, too. I only have epic injuries. That's pretty epic. Dude. Never broken a wrist or anything like that. How does like one that. get a collapsed lung? I mean, it happened? can just happen spontaneously. Oh, great. Fall out of bed or something? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think it. we went to watch The Hangover. Uh, at the movie theater when it came out, and we uh, snuck in some Jim Beam, and so we bought big, you know, Coca Colas, and then we we poured the Jim Beam in there, and I had really shitty friends. I had a, a bad group of friends, and I went to the bathroom, and they poured a ton of Jim Beam in there, and then didn't mix it up, and so I went to the bathroom, came back, watching The Hangover, watching Bradley Cooper, you know, and uh, what's his name, Old Ken Brad. Jeong, yeah. yeah, and you know, all the alcohol was here, and I had just enough alcohol to kind of numb your mouth, you know. 
But I don't remember the end of The Hangover, but I remember being outside on the median. Uh, I mean, I got blackout drunk, but not, I didn't want to, you know, I just had a bad group of friends. Right. Um, it's funny. You can, you can laugh. You weren't trying to. I, yeah. We get it. Yeah. We're not judging you here. This is right, a right. free zone. Yeah. Um, this is, goes back. Getting wasted at the movies. Yeah. This yeah. goes back to the poor liver, you know, yeah. that. Um, so I remember being out in the, uh, on the median and then, uh, you know, when you get so drunk and you say, just leave me here. Yeah. Have you ever been that drunk? Yeah. Well, yeah. I said that and they left me there. So what? I, <laughs> your friends do suck, man. Yeah. Golly. So I, uh, I walked home, I guess. I mean, God knows what it looked like, but I, I think, you know, they call it spontaneous pneumothorax when your lung collapses, but I think I was like throwing up and like it caused me to, oh, dude. yeah. So I woke up and just like a pile of throw up, and and then I couldn't breathe, and then um, somebody just see you and call nine one one or no, I made it home. Oh, you made it home. Yeah. Home. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. You sleep it off and go to the hospital the next day or what? Well, I, I woke up um, and there was throw up everywhere, and yeah, this is totally <laughs> a side tangent, but I guess it's a decent story. That's what we're about, man. Yeah, but I went to the hospital, uh, and well, first I went to the, a, a doctor's office, and then I was like. <laughs> Like really couldn't breathe oh, at all, dude, yeah. and they're like, "You need to go to the hospital." So I go to the hospital, and they run all these tests, and they like couldn't properly X-ray because I have a long, like I'm tall and I have a long torso, and so we're like cutting and pasting and trying to figure out how to make the X-ray <laughs> for my height. I'm not, that, I'm six three. I'm not like yeah, you're normally not a giant. tall. Yeah. You're not Shaquille O'Neal. Come on, right? I don't know, but uh, they said I just had numerous broken ribs, and sent me home. I walked home. And then go to sleep, and then, and I'm like, dang, how broke, are you not dead? I don't know. <laughs> I say like broken ribs is horrible. Oh yeah, this is because I was going, <gasps> could barely breathe. I go to sleep, and then I wake up at 4 a.m. to all these missed calls and and my phone ringing, and they say, hey, this is Doctor So and So, you need to come to the hospital. You're gonna die. Oh my god. Yeah, and then they send out. You know, I I said, well, I'm I'm a poor. Uh, and I have a poor liver, and uh, I, I don't send an ambulance because I'll go broke, you know? So they sent this guy in, like, a Crown Vic who does, like, pickups. <laughs> don't worry. We get, we're going to send Bob. We yeah. got a guy. Yeah. He cleans toilets, and he does pickups. He's yeah. Coming. His name was Leroy. And oh, he, shout out, Leroy. They said, pack a bag because you're probably going to be here a while. And, I mean, when I just said lung collapse, you all probably rarely heard of that, right? Yeah. So I had no idea you know, what was going on. I think I was 21 at the time, but I pack a bag and I'm sitting in front of my place and then this crown book pulls around and it's all squeaky, oh, you know? Leroy. Yeah, Leroy. And then he points at me and he's like, hey, collapsed lung? I'm like, yeah. I mean, is there a group, another group of us here? Like, come on. So I get in the car with him and he's like, man, collapsed lung, that's crazy. But as soon as I got there, they were waiting for me outside. They like rushed me in and then uh, to to solve a collapsed lung it, basically this um like your lung cavity fills up with fluid and then it pushes the lung walls swell and it pushes your lung down and so they have to they do it in movies all the time and before they do it they always say this is going to hurt really okay. bad okay okay should okay. we stop well no, i can no, take go ahead off. we're here okay it'll be all right it's all right well you know they basically stabbed me in cold blood and then, drain it out. Yeah, oh. and it, it was the worst pain of my life. Well, you're getting stabbed. So yeah, sure. and cold blood. Yeah. Boom. Oh, God. Yeah. They don't and, try to numb you up or anything. Well, they, there was no time. It was it was over sixty <laughs> percent collapsed. Well, you've been how from the time your lung collapsed until you're finally back back at the doctor 
getting this procedure done. How many hours had passed? Uh, 36, I believe. 36, nearly, nearly 36 hours with yeah. a collapsed lung. I was this close to dying. Because it, it just happens. It's like drowning. As soon as you, like if it was, they said, you know, if it was an hour or two later, you'd be dead. Because it's not like you slowly run out of air. You got, you're, you're kind of, you're using it one lung. It just closes off the valve. Yeah. Well, you, you just, your brain's getting less oxygen. And then you're, you're, you're you're still yeah you yeah you feel like you're high for a little bit and you're like this ain't so bad <laughs> and then fine. you die and then that's <laughs> it there's worse ways to go yeah. but the first time it didn't take so it <laughs> stabbed you again yeah it pushed me all the way over and then i i went back and i go that was terrible and the nurse was wide-eyed because she she's like usually they put you under for something like i've never this. done this before <laughs> and then he comes back it's like Pulp Fiction. This is horrific. Yeah, that scene. But they, so they misdiagnosed me, but I ended up getting my broken ribs because when oh, it came they back, broke your ribs. they Damn. broke my ribs. Yeah. So I have a nice scar here. What so, hospital did you go to? I'm going to make sure you never get, no, I don't, I, it's fine. I'm kidding. We'll put them on blast. Uh, so kind of a side tangent story, but a you, decent dude. one. Well, uh, they're like taking bets. Hey, let's, uh, let's not give him his diagnosis and wait like 10 hours. And we'll see if he's still alive. And if he is, we'll send Leroy to get him. And then I'm going to stab him. It's an inside job. Break his ribs. Yeah. It almost doesn't sound like a hospital. Dude. You know? Yeah. We're, what? Was I guess your friends, it didn't. Did your friends actually do this to you? I think it was my friends, now that I'm thinking about it. Because I was still kind of, you, you know, the euphoria was kicking in. I think maybe it wasn't a hospital and it was just my friends playing an extended prank it's on the me. black market. Dude, yeah. They're trying to sell your kidneys or sell that lung. Yeah. yeah. So all that happens, you're like, I'm getting the hell out of it. I was about to say, and you're like, peace. I I want nothing to do with L.A. anymore. Yeah, kind of. I mean, uh, me and a buddy, Rhett, hung out. He's from Arizona, still one of my good friends. He, He came out. And then the hospital told me to, you know, take it easy. So we basically kicked it for three weeks. I didn't work. You know, we lived in the pool and hung out. And, you know, the whole time I was in California, I didn't really see California. I was just out there for all the media and the press that's out there. So got to know, you know, the the cooler side of Los Angeles in those three weeks. We hung out, had a good time, but got the hospital bills in. My insurance company didn't cover it because I was out of state. Ooh. So what's the point of insurance? I yeah, mean, right. Yeah. yeah so it was, crazy. I mean, over $20,000. Sure. So, so I'd built a CRX that was in a magazine. It was one of the first K-Swap, I think it was gibberish, but K-Series swapped. It was one of the first ones. Uh, maybe the second or third one got on the cover of a magazine. This was before all that, but had a really valuable car and I had to pay my medical bills. So I parted that car out. Uh, and then you asked earlier, this is the longest answer ever, but you asked earlier if I had a storefront or a shop or anything at that time, I had outgrown my, uh, apartment room and was looking for a shop and everything out there was so expensive, mm-hmm. you know, even back then. So I thought this isn't, I gotta go home, you know, this isn't going to work. And uh, and then I had no problem with Birmingham or anything. I just wanted to go out there to. Uh, I guess that's where the scene is, or yeah. where it maybe stereotypically is, or as far as like no, the it magazines was. and all that stuff. It was at the time. Now okay. it's sort of dispersed. I mean, it, it, magazines have sort of died, anyways. Sure. And you can be anywhere and, and do it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I went to an event and walked up to the editor of Super Street, which is like the Thrasher or Trans World in, yeah, yeah. in, uh, in our world. And I was like, hey, I'm doing this cool stuff. You should feature us. And uh, they're like, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that easy? <laughs> yeah. Most people, I guess, don't have the audacity to do that. But, but yeah, so I needed, a, I needed a shop. I wanted to grow the business more. And um, so I had to part out, I had to sacrifice, you know, that's part of small business. So I, so I parted out my car, paid my medical bills, and then moved back uh, to Birmingham. 
Okay. Man. And that was around, you said 2010? 2010, 2010 yeah. Okay. So when you came back to Birmingham, um, where did you end up setting up shop? I came back. I operated out of my living room in Hoover for a while. I got two roommates. And then we got a shop in Pelham. And it was maybe 2,000 square feet, but it was basically a big storage unit. So next to us was just storage for a, 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 big, a much bigger company uh, in town. And they had all kinds of you know old projects or something like that. Not cars, but um, I don't even remember. But... So there's this whole, it's like a storage complex, but I was running a business out of it. So it was just metal, you know, metal building, no insulation. And we were just sweating it out or freezing. Uh, yeah, you do what you got to do, man. Yep. So what was the scene like in, in the early days of Chase Bay's back in Birmingham when you actually had a shop? Who were you, you mostly doing online sales or are you selling locally or more guys getting into it here in the Southeast at that time? I think the scene has always been the same in Birmingham. It's had a hard time really. And maybe you kind on. of spoke to that to it's a kind degree. Of the same as skateboarding, yeah, it kind of just fluctuates a little bit. Like people get in a car as they fall out of it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. about it's about the same. I mean, we've always been more e-commerce based. Okay. Uh, so always shipping stuff. So I've dealt with every shipping company. I mean, every every shipping problem you can imagine. But mm. uh, we've all you know we've always had consistent local business. Uh, maybe two or three a month. You know, not enough to survive, but. The scene is something that we, me and him, had a million conversations. It's really difficult that because people don't go past a certain point. So the the local scenes just in Birmingham struggled. Huntsville is huge. Hmm. I don't know yeah, why. I think they, they just we, we've tried so hard. I think Huntsville. Um, I think it was earlier this year they were recognized as like the the largest city in Alabama now. Yep. Like they've surpassed Birmingham. Oh, so. wow. Yo. Economic development-wise, they've done an amazing job. Oh, yeah, dude. The infrastructure there, and, you know, you got the Rocket Center and all that stuff. Yeah. It's cool. I haven't been to Huntsville in a while. Uh, When you started your shop, how big was your team? Uh, Uh, Was it just you, or did you have some buddies working for you? It was just me and another guy. Okay. Yeah, and I hired another guy, and it was kind of just for years. We kind of plateaued because we had this this, uh, component to our business that kind of – made us plateau for probably five years. We used to do wiring harnesses and it we'd sell them for five or 600 each, but our profits were terrible because they're hard to make. They take forever. They're hard to tech. They're, they're hard to do tech support on. They're hard to, to, to do um, on both, you know, before and after the sale, they're hard to do tech support on and pretty much uh, in a nutshell. What does a wiring harness do for a vehicle? It connects all the sensors on the engine to the computer for the engine. Okay. So you can have better, um, information about how your car's running yeah kind of i mean uh, the the main thing is you want it to be durable for motorsports and then uh swaps too so people put different engines into different cars and then you have to be able to adapt that together sure okay yeah i didn't think about that yeah yeah. yep so it kind of creates the hybrid aspect but uh we did that for years and i wasn't as passionate about it as i was fluid transfer stuff um and we don't even have to go down that rabbit hole but from pretty pretty much from two transfer that was your thing man. yeah that was it i like i mean i like wiring i'm a nerd fix about these it. leaks yeah exactly <laughs> either that would be a plumber i guess you just <laughs> yeah yeah this is a more glamorous sure. uh plumbing job you know but uh uh for pretty much five years we sort of stayed the same you know we sort of stayed in like the half a million a year range uh it was two people 
three well three that people sounds awesome me. what are you talking about the half a million yeah between two guys yeah that's pretty cool i mean yeah you look back it was just stressful because wiring harnesses are a nightmare because people don't understand them and they they they'll build this insane car and it doesn't start up first F first time up, and then they call you and they call you yeah and then you go well it could be about a thousand things and then yeah. you sit on the phone all day i mean it was just a nightmare but with the fluid transfer stuff it's much easier i mean we still have our problems but uh, it, there's you know only a five things that can go wrong uh Sorry. Sorry. wiring harnesses we can we can move on but you said that um kind of fluid transfer cases were did i say that right Fluid transfer products is fluid what transfer them. products. Yeah, it's kind of what you were passionate about. So, at what point did you guys navigate away from doing the maybe the more the electronic aspect? All those damn phone calls, people not knowing uh -huh. what to do. Yeah, well, Dude, was there one that was just like, okay, I'm done. I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah, Take them just ride a Supra, and I don't care to like do this anymore. There was a guy that that threatened to kill me. I mean, he he showed up to Chase Bay's and. Um, and it's crazy because, you know, in business, you screw up, right? You, you, sure. Especially when you're developing products, you're going to have something go wrong. So in this particular case, there was we did nothing wrong. Like everything was flawless. And he just got in his head that it was our fault and had this complicated build. And he drove however many miles um, to just basically threaten me and, and you know, was armed and everything. Damn. And so th that was kind of... It's still a year or so later after that, but um, that was when I said, I got to figure out how to, to split from this. Because, you know, half a million a year is great, but I have such huge plans. And I had, you know, I knew 10 years ago and and beyond, you know, what I wanted to be doing today and, and even five years from now. And so I'm like, that's not going to cut it, you know. So I knew that these were hurting our reputation or, or hindering our growth. So uh, we decoupled and the last harness that we built was at 2000. Seventeen. Okay, December 2017 was the last time we built harnesses. And we, we grew a little bit, but it was just, we never crossed a million a year. You know, first million is the hardest. So, sure. yeah, pretty we'll much. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get there, Alex. You'll get there. We're, clo we're close. We're right, damn yeah. close. Dude, a million yeah, listeners. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. It's coming. I believe in it's you. Coming. You guys got it. Yes. Dude, that's awesome, man. Um, so, so January, 2018, I mean, I was, I was miserable too, because it was so stressful and, I, and, you know, I kept going, but there's so many times I wanted to quit. Um, but it's just, I, it, it didn't have to, there's no way that owning a business was that stressful, you know, just not sleeping and being stressed out all the time and having your life threatened. I mean, that's just. And yeah. if and if that is the the case, then you should be making millions of dollars. Sure, you know you're like you should yes, be a payoff for that. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's like higher the risk, higher the reward. So if if your life is getting threatened every now and then, at least you're a millionaire. Yeah, you yeah. know that's a, that's the case in a lot of situations. Uh, so January 2018, it's pretty much been exponential growth since. And then it, we had more time to develop, you know, to develop all the products in the fluid transfer space that we wanted to. Uh, so it's been great. I mean, it's it's been stressful. It's been hard, but since then, it's been on target for what I thought would happen. You know, ten plus years ago. So after the Pelham shop, where was the next stop? Uh, so from covering from 2010 to 2000 January 2018, it was Pelham, and then we went to Argo, and really? then yeah, Argo. Yo. Yeah, because I didn't like being down 65. I wanted to be either Birmingham or, or Trussville, Irondale, somewhere in that area. Cause I don't like down 65. It's just the traffic is, is oh, and, it's horrendous, yeah. and I get traffic gets bad around here, but it's just, it's different down there. It's like the sun hits different and stresses you out more or something. 
but uh, oh yeah, no, I get every, that. Everybody yeah. knows. I mean, dude, yeah, man. When I go up north towards like Springville and that area, it's just like, oh, this is kind of nice. Up yeah, here, you know, it's like country and hills, hilly and stuff. It's cool. Yeah, we like it. So Argo for a little bit, and then Trustville behind Trustville Mazda, which is now Kia or Hyundai or whatever, and then we moved downtown to. That was the Fourth Avenue spot, right? No. Where did you come into play? At what? West End. So we moved. You were you were at, at yeah Innovation we were Depot. briefly yeah. we were at Innovation Depot. And we, oh okay yeah yeah cool. we didn't really fit in there. I um, can imagine why we do a lot of work at Innovation, and I always wonder like who are these dudes? You yeah, know, it's just a bunch of random place. Mm-hmm. So just to put this to rest, Innovation Depot is just a place where like startups all kind of get together <clears throat> and have a shared workspace. Yeah, and it's just it's like an like incubator, incubator yeah. type yeah. still. Okay, they kind of oversold us on it because. At the time, I thought it was going to be a good idea to get some stuff patented. And so uh, whenever we went there, somebody just said, hey, you need to go by there. I think that'd be good for your business, you know. And so they said, we have patent lawyers that come in and do talks once a month, and the service is free, and then they'll figure out a way for you to patent your product. And so I was like, all right. And so I went to one of them before we moved in, and it seemed real promising. But then when we got in, um, the guy wasn't going to talk for another quarter. And then whenever he did, I I said, hey, I'd like to – you know, talk to you about patenting this stuff. And he's like, all right, cool. It's 500 an hour. And, you know, and I was like, I mean, I thought it was included, you know, and it wasn't in writing or whatever, but they're great for, for more software type Maybe businesses. Software tech and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like bio stuff or, or software. They're great because they have that a great ecosystem and in, in terms of uh, helping businesses grow and thrive in that world. But we're, you know, we're hardware, you know, we make products. Sure. And also we were, you know, skateboarding through the hallways. This is before Dustin, but we like skateboarding through the hallways, like oh, causing yeah, it's chaos. Like being on Apple and like the <laughs> Apple store in there or something. Well, we got, we got a talking to like, Hey, come to the office, you oh, know? No. What? And so I'm like, all right, I got kicked That's out of high school. That's why we're in this place is to do things like this. Yeah. Yeah. And but it was no ha- hate towards Innovation Depot. I'm sure. Um, really no. awesome. Uh, Game-changing businesses. No, like like I said, I have no no problem with them. It's just we weren't a good fit, you know, and and you can't make something, you know, work that doesn't work. So uh, amazing businesses have popped out of there. I'm not I'm not hating. Yeah. And anything that helps small businesses, I'm I'm good with, you know, because it's so hard to get started. Sure. And uh, a lot of people don't want to go to college, and it's fine by me. And college really doesn't set you up well for small business anyway. I hear you, man. Yeah. So if you have a good idea, you can get, you know, 500 square feet in Innovation Depot. But anyways, not the point. When we when we found that- Innovation Depot, we're not mad at you. Okay? Yeah, it's all good. We love you guys. I know yeah. you listen to every episode that we make. Yeah. Maybe they'll sponsor you. Maybe, Maybe. they'll give a sponsor. Hey. Do you all have sponsors? Um, We're looking for some. Anybody we should out spon- there? We should sponsor. Hey. Well, and then y'all can do a, a really cheesy ad for us. Yeah. We'll do it. The cheesier, the better. That's actually the goal, I think, I, most time with advertising. It's like just whatever we can do to, like, shock factor. Well, we got the it. hookup from, um, you know. We've had people, like, give us stuff and, and uh, stuff. We don't have any sponsors, but um, we've had people, like, gift us. I mean, free stuff. Free stuff. Free booze. Free booze. Free you clothes. You know, just rando things. But, and yeah, this is this is a passion project. This is just for fun, <laughs> Yeah, uh, what we're doing here. Um so when you guys uh, left Innovation, I guess Dustin's not with you guys yet. No, we went to joined. West West End. Okay. So uh, you know where Rickwood Field is? Yeah. Okay. So right down the street from there, there's a it's, it's the old GES building, which is like an OG Sam's Club back in the 60s or 70s, like an all-in-one store. They work on your car that you can buy every grocery. I mean, it was really the early Sam's Club model. 
I'm not. It didn't become Sands Club, but that just used to be a thing in, in cities. In Weston, GES. I don't know what it stands for. Um, but okay. my grandparents and my parents, you know, remember going there. Yeah, they they lived. Uh, my grandparents and my mom, um, they lived in West End. I mean, West End was amazing, and um, but yeah. So we were actually in the old GES building. So my grandparents came and visited me one day, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is crazy." Um, but the it's a storage building for RVs and stuff. But we had five thousand square. Feet I was about there. to say that's huge square footage. Yeah, no, so that's awesome. Yeah, five thousand was a lot at the time, but it was really run down. I mean, it was a really like fifteen hundred a month, but we had the space we needed. Um, and it helped us grow, but we had a mm-hmm. big parking lot out front. So we used to do drift events in the front parking lot. Oh, dude, that's the that's be- cool. and that's the beginning of McMaster Motorsports Park is like trying to create back to the scene. The scene's terrible because people don't know. I'm not gonna say terrible. It's it's getting all right, but people just don't go beyond a certain point. You know, Chase Bay's is modification 35, 40. You know, we're not wheels, we're not suspension. You really have to be building your car to to buy our products. So we wanted to. You know, I live in Birmingham, so I wanted to help make the scene better. And similarly with skateboarding, you know, there was not a there. There was you know he, him and his boy his guys you know built a skate park, and you know y'all got y'all talked about other skate parks, but some, for some reason it never really caught on. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just a population thing. But we we feel like it was inspiration. You know, if you have amazing skateboarders or you have people building great cars in your town you know most men are competitive and so you want to well, out- iron sharpens iron i mean yeah, right. you need that you need that yeah i get what you're saying totally. yeah and so there was no drift events anywhere nearby i mean there's some in nashville some you know beyond atlanta and we said we need something and they were it was a haggard parking lot i mean it was when we were done with it after a few months we, there was potholes and it, oh, it yeah. ate your tires and stuff but it was better than nothing you know sure so even back then, I mean, we tried to do a Kickstarter to build a, a small track to, to have somewhere cool to go. Um, mm-hmm. So that was the beginning. And really, we just stayed in that building for longer because we wanted, you know, we were using the parking lot. But we called it Steel City Drift. Steel City Drift. Yeah. Okay. What I, year was that? That sounds familiar. Because I don't think I've ever, you know, I, I, got into, I never really got the car bug, but I had a lot of friends that were. And... Um, like oh, I've seen videos. I've seen those sneaking out at midnight, going to drag. Oh street. yeah, dude. What do we call it? Nationals. Nationals. Or yeah, oh. man. You go watching the street races and we stuff. We used to go. Yeah, so. we're going to Mexico. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go to Mexico. Well, they always called it that, but I never really knew what it was, and it was just basically illegal street racing downtown. They go yep. to like the Coca-Cola place, and mm-hmm. yep. you know wherever there Stare was nice light. flat straight roads and have drag races until the police would come and shut it down. And that was half the fun for some people is running from the cops. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that was just drag racing. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, you know, doesn't that give, like, car guys kind of a bad name when you have people out there doing, like, this? they see Fast and Furious or they see some of these movies and stuff that, you know, kind of uh, romanticize all this stuff. And then you have people like, I saw a video recently. I think it was something you may have shared. So. Where they basically closed down the uh, 59, 59 bridge mm-hmm. going over what's going to be the park. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And they're out there doing donuts right there on the four lane, five lane major interstate mm-hmm. highway right mm-hmm. there, you know. And it's just like, dude, like. They closed down the bridge. Cool. They yeah. closed down the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a video of this. Well, this is when I. Nationals, I don't know when you went, but I was 16. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. This was recent, the video. Right. Yeah. We don't. 
we disavow it. You know what I mean? Like we, we we're not into it at all. It's it's kind of cool from like a zombie apocalypse perspective. You know, like everybody dreams about the world shuts down and you go just you know crazy in in these towns. But this is a big thing, and it does make us look bad um, to a lot of city officials when we're talking to them because it is huge. I mean, it happens in Brooklyn. It happens in Chicago. It happens every 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 town, every bigger town, they shut down the street and then they do donuts. They do all this stuff. And every single time somebody gets hurt, somebody yeah. always gets hit because when a car is doing a donut, everybody's closing in closer and closer. Boom, boom. I yeah. mean, it's natural selection or something because <laughs> yeah, they dude. just get pummeled. Yeah. I saw, I saw one a few weeks ago where there was a group of kids like standing in a circle and there was cars going around them and someone got out there with a gas can and drew a line and gas, like a circle and gas and closed them in, lit it on fire. And now everybody's trapped. Yeah. Cause like the wind is blowing towards them because the cars are drifting around them and like people are catching on fire and they'll have to like jump over the oh my God. crazy. And I was like, Jesus Oh my Christ, gosh, dude. dude. People think they live it's in a movie. Insane. Yeah. Dude. If you start looking at the world that way, you'll go, that makes sense. Okay. Cause get, people think they're in a movie. Yeah. I get the thrill of it. You know, like the adrenaline, oh, like yeah. the, the fun of it, but it's I want being so, in a flaming fire pit of death. Yeah. <laughs> just so like ignorant it just it hurts so many other things around it and, and they just don't think of it so i didn't know that happened in birmingham yeah mm-hmm. no man it's happened quite a few times actually that's oh, the I, only I one i've them, seen where it closed down the i hear them all the time especially friday fridays and saturdays over there on sixth avenue somebody's out there doing donuts mm-hmm. All the time for like 15, 20 minutes, just out there. I think that's a dust and then they're gone. <laughs> then they'll be back the next Friday. And it's like every every Friday night on the dot, they're there. Uh, I used to live not long ago, First Avenue North downtown. That is street racing central. I mean, really? Friday, yeah, I don't get it. It's like the cops just let it go or something because they, they start right around where um, I guess Wine Loft is and then they just go all the way up. Because they time it right where the lights are all where green. Where the lights are all green. And yeah. then they go up the up the hill past Sloss and everything. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's something that's in, in, inconvenient for us because those are those are car people. Mostly they're, you know, stock cars with V eights or something. And they're the cars aren't set up for it either. I mean, there's so much setup that goes into it. It's like a think about trying to skate well on extremely loose trucks or yeah. something. It's like the car's soggy and it's only it's gonna you know, I I'm a I'm a driver, but I wouldn't go drift a stock car because it has all these tendencies to it. That to just... make it more of a comfortable ride, not to be mm-hmm. you know raced like a damn yeah yeah. And and going back to kind of the bad rap, I mean, I, I know that you had tried to kind of put on some different events in town mm-hmm. and stuff, and it was yeah. like you ran into a ton of red tape yeah. because people already had these preconceived notions yep. about yep. what car guys do. You yep. know, I just stopped trying to do it anymore because I couldn't get through to anybody. So. Just take a break for a while until, you know, City Walk is like a cool thing and yeah. or maybe acting a little better and then put something on. Well, speaking of some local drama, you guys made a big move recently. Uh, we talk about it a little bit. Um, you guys now have a new place in Trustful, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you guys were in Trustful, then you were in Birmingham. Massive place, by the way. And then yeah, somewhere along the way, you ended up back in Trustful. So yeah. uh, tell us about that spot. Yeah. Yeah, we went from West End to Avondale on Fourth Avenue, and then we were just past 65, like where you could see Legion Field, and I, that was the first building that I bought, like my first uh, moment to get into real estate. So that was 2018. Well, and congratulations, then, man! That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, still for it's a building still for sale. So I'm I'm trying to do buying and selling, but right now I'm just buying. Um, 
But yeah, we moved to Trustville. Uh, was that last last August? Mm-hmm. Okay. We were look. You know, it's it's a little more space than we needed, but we needed something to grow into because every time we move, we move into the space that we need, not the space that we need in a year. And so and you just outgrow it. It's great the first year, and then you're bursting at the seams, and it's stressful, and then you're inhibiting your growth because you're like, well, I want to buy all this inventory or do all these things or get more cars to develop on, but we can't because we have no room. So, I was looking for thirty-five maybe 40,000 square feet. But the problem with real estate is it jumps from 10,000 to 50,000. There's not a lot of real estate. I mean, maybe in other towns, but in, in Birmingham and this area, there's not a lot of real estate in between. It's like all or nothing. So found a 50,000 square foot building in the, in the Trustville Industrial Park, moved there. Uh, and then the, the whole time, you know, we we tried to do the the a small track in 2015 or so and then kind of had to put on the back burner because there's just so much going on with the business but this move we said you know we want to build this test track in trustville and so before we went to trustville we met with the mayor and some council members and a couple of the uh, trustville industrial authority they kind of they're the authority for the industrial park and we did a sound test sample i don't know if y'all can run the video of it i'll send it to you guys but he did some some loud donuts so we could test the sound in, in local neighborhoods. So we had an industrial authority member. He went to the closest neighborhood, and then another one went to another neighborhood. And then he his car is pretty loud, so it would be maybe the loudest version of a car that would drift on the track. And then we had a more typical car that's like a 350Z with exhaust. And uh, so that was kind of the what we were trying to do. We were trying to get into a building that we could grow into, but also to build this test track because – we spend a ton of money going to tracks. We know other companies that spend a ton of money going to tracks. And so if we could have that, we can go to market faster. We can you know, make better products. Instead of taking a year, year and a half to release a product, you can do it in a matter of three months. Well, I didn't even think about that. So every time you guys created a product, you actually got to put it on Dustin's car or you know whoever and then take it to a track. And yeah. then where, up until now, where's the closest track that you guys go to? And is it expensive to, to go to these tracks? Yep. So Barber is obviously in town and it's an, an like amazing $80 million facility. Like the main track at Barber? Yeah, Barber. Okay. But we that they don't believe in drifting or rally. They don't like it. Uh, they just do road racing, which is a huge you know facet of our yeah. business. The problem with Barber is it used to be to where they had a lot of uh, a lot of groups would rent out the track for the weekend and then they have 50, 60 spots and then you pay your, you know, $300 and then you track all weekend. So $300 a day, maybe it's 350, 350 Saturday and Sunday and, and you get your track time in. Uh, they do run groups. So you actually can't be on track for eight solid hours. You know, you actually have about an hour of track time. And when you have an hour of track time, when can you change the parts? So if we're trying two different coolers on oil, you're going to lose all your time. So you're going to you know, pay over $600 to basically oh, change parts in, in the parking lot. And, and you know, they're, they're crazy about making messes, you know, so you have to be oh, really sure, careful yeah. not to get oil or anything. I know I mean, it's weird. It's like golf courses, you know, they're, they're like the golf course, like a really nice golf course of motorsports, but that kind of works, but it's just so stressful because if you, if something goes wrong and it will, then you get no track time and you just, you know, wasted seven more than, I mean, that's just track time. You have, all the transportation getting there, people, all that stuff. So it's thousands, you know, four or five thousand dollars sometimes. Um, Barber's gotten really hoity-toity. So they're like 80 okay. percent of the year, and it's great for them. Eighty percent of the year, they're rented by uh, the Porsche Driving Experience, yes. which is amazing. Yes. And then there's Indy, and then they still have track days. 
but again, you know, like I Mercedes just explained, does a lot of stuff up there. Yep, Mercedes well, they got their proving own grounds. thing. The proving grounds, yeah. like they they got their own like that's Mercedes. Yep, like that whole yeah. building and all that, and just so they can get out there and. Mm-hmm. We've done some work for them and like, getting out there and, and seeing them like wetting the street down. Yeah, that's good. Bad. It is fun yeah. to watch. It's yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Well, so they've. I mean, from a business perspective, it's been amazing because they're they're profiting exponentially. You know, and it's it's. Uh, Don't built, have time for little old Chase Bay's. Hey, yeah, get they, out of here. they abandoned us. You know, <laughs> so so there's less and less, and three hundred fifty dollars isn't even possible anymore. It's like five hundred a day. So you have to just make sure all your bases are covered. I mean, you're really just going to test one thing and, and then leaving. So there's Road Atlanta, which has been great, but they're kind of similar. I mean, NASCAR bought the track, and uh, it's been harder to get drifting there. They do Formula Drift, and then Grid, grid Life isn't even allowed there anymore, are they? Mm-hmm. So we so. used to do Grid Life. I'm not a Formula Drift driver, but Grid Life is like an approval process, and I would get approved. So we, I did it three years in a row. But it's like a whole palooza. They have like big name artists uh, come out and mm-hmm. do concerts. I mean, it's fun. But Road Atlanta ran them off because you know I guess it didn't fit their their mold. I so it's Michelin, just I think Michelin bought it. I think Michelin purchased Road Atlanta. So NASCAR NASCAR owns Road Atlanta, but Michelin sponsors got it. it got They're it. like the title sponsor. Okay. Um, it's like. Laguna Seca um, WeatherTech actually bought it, so it's confusing because you'll you'll you don't know who owns what, but um, <laughs> so it's just harder and harder to to. Uh, and all you guys are wanting to essentially do is like you build a product, put it in, you want to test it, make sure it's not gonna blow up and spill mm-hmm. fluids everywhere, get those angry emails or whatever. Yeah, nah, man, um, you head down to the Piggly Wiggly at four a.m. Yeah, test dude, it out, baby. Like what we should do? That's what you gotta do? Or shut down the bridge, man. It's easy. I know. Well, yeah. Um, if it's that easy, then maybe we should look into it. Yeah, man. But uh, so, yeah, the long story short, it's just harder and harder for grassroots guys like us to go have fun or just to test a product. And so we wanted to build a, a test track, um, you know, behind or to the, to the side of Chase Yeah, right Bay's. there, man. You put something on. It's like, all right, let, boom, let's go fire it up at lunch or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, other other companies that are in the southeast could come and rent it. And maybe we, we would have had, you know, three or four big events a year. Um, to really, you know, pay off the the paving costs and all that. So, you know, at the time, it would be like a $200,000 project. So it would be, you know, long-term ROI. But when you get into it, if each time it's $5,000, $10,000 to test a few products, if you're able to test them, you know, test more products at a more rapid rate, then that the dollars kind of start to make more sense. You know? Sure, versus paying all this money to go yeah. to the place. And especially when you can bring in an extra 100 for, through um, having your you know four or five events a year. So the original plan was for us to have four or five big events a year. The city would have approved it. You know, they if if you know some lady down the street called the cops, they say, oh yeah, the Ch- you know Chase Bay is having a big event. Why don't you go down there? I'll get you know free entry code. Blah blah blah. You know, appease the locals, make it fun. It's the, I mean, like you said, even just watching Mercedes do what they do is fun to watch. Yeah. Think about when it's made for spectators, when it's drifting and yeah. you have good viewing areas. Um, so we created a plan uh, and then kind of got not red taped by Trustville, but a little bit where it was just, really, you know, I had to jump through a lot of hoops and I went to planning zoning and talked to them and I would get sent back to this and had to do revisions. You know, I mean, you can get development um, uh, burnout really quickly. You know, sure. there's some projects like, gosh, the skate park probably talk about, de- you know, development just never burnout. ends, yeah. you know, yeah. nobody wants to green light it. Yeah. yeah. So, I uh, got a little bit of that, and then 
had a good meeting with them and then said, well, I'm going to build interest because I now want, you know, I have so much, I've had people say that they want uh, real estate, um, or they want their shops next to the track. So just like us, they're like, hey, I want, I want in, you know, I want to be next to the track. So yeah, we if I'm can, developing tires or something. It's yeah, like, tires. Dude, I be next to Chase Bay's, man. Or suspension like, companies or all that. They're all right there. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of build like a little mecca. And so I said, okay, the idea has gotten a little bit bigger. Now we, you know, we'll still only do it during the week before five and all that stuff. But, um, but you know, it's, it just still fits the mold and it, sure. and it can, you know, now I can maybe profit a little bit instead of just breaking even. Now I can not only solve problems with Chase Bays, but profit some. And so I posted about it on Facebook and it was a private group that was, it was still City Drift that I mentioned before. I posted it. I said, building interest for Trustville, Alabama. Here's the specs on the track. Um, and obviously there's a huge void for it because it blew up and got shared, you know, thousands of times. There was a bajillion comments. So unfortunately, you know, when I, I changed it from Still City Drift to McMaster Motorsports Park, so we already had a few thousand uh, followers. So it got shared to local neighborhoods, and once again had had my life threatened. What was that dude? What did that dude say? He said, "I'll make your life a living hell." Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not being dramatic. Like woe is me, but we think it's funny. But yeah. I <laughs> so would, when did you change? Yeah. So I noticed the shirt you're wearing, McMaster Motorsports yeah. Park. So you did. Thought that sounded a little more classy, I guess, than the, yes. the Steel City Drift. Or well, we want it to be all encompassing. So motorsports okay. is all encompassing. So sure, you can be yeah. off road, you could be side by side, you yeah, can all kinds be, of stuff. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So I thought that was good, and I don't know. It just it's, it's just like when I named Chase Bays, I'm like, I don't know. This will work for now, and so I just called it McMaster Motorsports Park. I'm tired of typing it because it's very long winded. <laughs> sure. You know, I McMaster saw that. I saw Landon post that, and I was like, McFarland, is he doing? Like master, like whoa, what? Yeah, no, yeah. I was so wrong. Yeah, very different. Yeah. Same, Wait. same country. No, I finally put it all together. Uh, and I was like, oh shit. So where did the name come from? You just think of it, just. Wait, master motorsports. Yeah. Well, this was my last name. Oh, okay. McMa Chase McMaster. I'm Chase McMaster. Yep. Okay. Nice to meet you, Chase <laughs> McMaster. <laughs> um. So yeah, I just used my last name. I thought it was kind of cool. Last name, okay. Un uncommon. Uh, Barber is George Barber and yeah. other track, you know, whatever. I just Chase Bays, McMaster. I warned you about the dumb questions. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a dumb question. Um, so, so where are we today? What what happened? Well, it was fun for a while. So the back of the shirt says "Stop McMaster Disaster." So the the week that uh, so I posted it expecting it would just be industry people, and it got shared to local neighborhoods. They they do what they always do. They create they created hypotheticals and got angry at them. So. I mean, you saw everything from, you know, the Cahaba River is going to get destroyed. Like all of your what? all of your oil is going to go into the Cahaba. All of the dust is going to go into the Cahaba. Um, they said all these riff rafts are going to be drifting through our neighborhood, and I'm like, uh, traffic's going to. Well, they be did bad. the same thing with Barber Motorsports, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. The, yeah. the whole car tag saved the Cahaba. All that mm. crap. Well, they everything's against the Cahaba. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, look, man, I love the Cahaba as much as the next person. I love kayaking, fishing. No, you don't fishing. destroy you it. it. But, like, come on, man. Like, how is it? That doesn't even equate. Well, know? it's like one minute or less to explain how to prevent, Yeah, you know, any sort of damage happening. There's just, there's, we're not, we've had stuff figured out how to save rivers for a long time. All you have to do is build simple barriers in certain spots. And then oil doesn't even travel in that way. I mean, did you all ever watch Alex Mack? Yeah. growing up remember how she, she would can turn? melt yeah dude yeah i almost made a meme of her like melting and then be like going into the river. yeah mcmaster motorsports park oil going to the kava because it was a mile away yeah i mean it was like it would have to turn into alex mack and travel there yeah. it's closer to barber 
But uh, yeah, so we had a fun week and, and they called the news on us and ABC showed up to Chase Bay's wanting to talk to us, you know, and this guy, um, he started the hashtag Stop McMaster Disaster. So the back of the shirt says this and he made all the, the graphics and stuff. Um, and we just did, I don't know if anybody would buy them, if we could plug them or something, but we did a pre- Do you have a picture yeah, of these still on, on the- sale? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We're we're. Cl- are they on your Instagram or anything? Yeah, you could. Um, yeah, scroll down, Katie. For anybody, we we did a pretty it. funny promo. We thought it was funny. Sometimes we think stuff is funny that's not. Is that it right there in the middle. Yeah. Well, I uh, saw the the stop um, McMaster disaster. The yeah. infomercial promo. Yeah. that's the one yeah, I saw. Yeah. And I was like, we need to talk oh, to yeah. them like mm-hmm. now. Yeah, we had fun doing that. Yeah, um, so we they they started stop McMaster disaster and like. You know when people type and you can tell they're like, I'm going to ruin their day. I'm going to yeah. get inside their head. Oh, we know about that. Yeah. yeah, you can't get in our heads. I mean, we just think it's funny and uh, and, and we don't care. I mean, of course, we don't we don't want to ruin Trustville, you know. Sure, man. A lot of things going on. It's happening in place. Yeah. Our parents live there. So yeah. We live I, in Trustville. Yeah. I live in Trustville, you know. I mean, I, I grew up there. And so yeah. it's not like we're, we're wanting to ruin the neighborhood, you know. But, uh, yeah, all these people sort of rallied against us and – um, he started the Stop McMaster Disaster hashtag. And, you know, I mean, a couple people used it, but they just, what makes you so mad is, and this happens with any new development project these days, because people people move to towns and they don't want any change to happen, you know? I mean, Trustville, uh, Kobe from Avondale Brewing, he went to Trustville and said, we can do, uh, you know, Ferris here. We can do a brewery here. We can do Trustville Common House. We can do all the stuff that they kind of did with Avondale. He went and developed that in Trustville. And they had nothing but cave. I mean, like citizens against virtually everything. They they were furious. You know, the thought of people drinking during the day and oh and you know you, you're gonna brew the beer here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And th- th- it's always the same. It's traffic. It's degenerates. You know, like people are gonna be drunk and puking everywhere. Like, is Avondale like that at all? Sometimes, but not all. You know, most not of the time. All the time. Yeah, but, dude. But, but look at downtown. Tr- like, it's so nice there. It's mm-hmm. so nice. Yeah, I don't know. People are just resistant, in the, just like human um, psychology. Like, people are just resistant to change. Yeah. in any capacity. But it was so. crappy, man. The old Winn Dixie was like a thrift yep. store, mm-hmm. and not anything against thrift stores, but like that whole man. It was. It was not. I haven't been down like there lately, but today. yeah, the drag now is like, dude, it's all nice. kind of stuff happening. Really, yeah, really cool. not. Well, they moved the trustful middle school or high um, elementary Everything. school. Everything. So I went to high school uh, in in a certain spot, and they built this insane campus and went on their own school system. What uh, What year did y'all graduate? I graduated in '06. Okay. So. So same age. Yeah. Um, well, did you go to a Jefferson County? What school did you go to? Uh, we went to uh, PG, PG baby. baby, Pleasant Grove. Okay. So. Is that Jefferson County? Yeah. Okay. So is it you a Jefferson? Pleasant Grove, didn't you? No, I went to Oak Grove. You went oh to Oak Grove. Even deeper. Oh, I thought I was, you we went were, to PG. We were about to reason. go to Hueytown, and then we were zoned for Oak Grove. Well, then okay. we moved to Oak Grove. So. Well, shout out OG over here. Yeah, yeah. I went to Concord, and then I went to Oak Grove after that. Okay. So. How did I meet you? I guess I met you through Zach. Yeah, uh, I think I met you through Houston. Our parents. That was it. Yeah, Houston. Yeah, our parents. Well, Houston was Pleasant Grove. Yeah. Yeah. So. Our parents know each other. They do. Because my mom was like, "Oh my gosh, y'all had Dustin Williams." I know his. Oh brother. yeah, I remember you telling oh, me. Oh yeah. Small world. Yeah. <laughs> Small world. Yeah, my mom still cuts hair in Houston. So. Cool. Shout out Houston. Um, <laughs> so. What were we talking about? Just uh, Trustville. I mean, Trustville and them they being on, mean. Yeah. They went on their own school system, and it's apparently amazing. I mean, they, they're doing all the things that when we grew up, we're 
like if they could only accept this or offer us this, you know, because I felt yeah. you probably feel the same way. It's like we didn't get much of an education. Dude, you know? yeah. They no. cared about all the wrong things. You sure. Know? We could get, we probably have to talk another hour about that. But uh, yeah, Trustville's back to the point. I mean, they, they've done a good job building their city, but it's kind of when you do that, you kind of create some more like a snobby mentality where it's just they look at something, they make a snap judgment, and they post on social media about it. So they, they got the news, they interviewed us. And I think when they're typing, they're like trying to get in our heads and it just doesn't bother me. And I didn't even post, like I don't have to post, you know, we're, we're talking to the city, we're dealing with, we're going through the proper channels. Um, it didn't go the way we planned with the locals getting mad because we wanted to release it through the city and say, hey, here's your concerns and here they're, they're already met. Here's what our plan. But we just were trying to talk to the industry. So we had a different type of communication but it just kind of got out there yeah it got out yeah. there okay. so it worked out in our favor i mean local newspapers wrote about us and it was positive um abc did a pretty good art i was about to say the news that you or the coverage that you guys did get did you feel like it was unbiased journalism it or, was or yeah it wasn't like slanted in any way no because we like f these guys dude. that's all we wanted and yeah. we didn't want to we didn't want to trash the guy who's because the guy who started stop mcmaster disaster and like went on this long rant and like this would be the demise of trustville like say goodbye to this I town. Meet that guy. yeah we did well i actually did meet him um but uh he was on there and he he laid his points out well when he wrote on facebook it was more of like an angry rant but when he got on the news, he was, you know, well spoken and made his points. They showed that, and they showed me talking and saying the same things I just said. Like, you know, look, I live here. I don't want to create a problem. Blah blah blah. So, all that happened, and it kind of sparked us to make these shirts. And we've kind of just been working on it since. I mean, we're it, it's outgrown the initial location because before it was taking up every bit of property and then the parking lot and all that, the paddock, and the track. Yeah, the track. The track. Yeah. Okay. And we do want Chase Bay to be next to it. So, but we don't want to move. So, we've just we're kind of figuring out. We just looked at 878 acres in uh Margaret Argo Odenville area. And what I'm learning is that if it's in Jefferson County, we're just going to meet a lot of resistance unless we're in a certain area, um which I'm working on that and I can't officially talk about it yet, but it's just kind of there's two things happening at once. The 878 acres would be great because you put it smack dab in the middle. It's St. Clair County. The economic development group is stoked about it because they want more attractions in sure. uh, St. Clair County because it's mostly just it's Pell City to you know Springville and Argo yeah. that, that kind of area um, right in between 59 and, and 20. Mm -hmm. um, but they're really open to it. They're um, you know, they're, they're willing to help. They're willing to give us a plethora of incentives. So 878 acres is an insane amount of land. That's, That's more than Barber's on. And Barber's a, a two and a half, nearly a two and a half mile track. And like, yeah. you know, it, it can, it can house Indy. So um, this is, man, this is big. I'm picturing like a parking lot size track. And yeah. you guys are, yeah, you know, Come something on, small. Man. Well, um, I would probably immediately sell some of the acreage, anything that could be developed in neighborhoods and the outside, maybe sell those. Uh, I want land anyways. I think every, or you get to a certain po point in your life and you go, I want some land. You sure. Know, I want to go kick it and ride my side by side and all that stuff. Shoot, shoot guns. Yeah, shoot your yeah. gun aimlessly into the woods. Just wherever you want. Yeah, why yeah. not? Dig a hole, make a lake, go jet ski in it. There you go. Um, so we've... We're looking at that. I, I like the idea of that because there's so much more opportunity because this isn't my only goal. You know, I want to get into buying, selling. I want to 
uh, the more I think about it, you know, the more it makes sense. You can do an off-road park. You can do a rally track. You could do um, – it's enough land to do a small plane uh, airstrip. Okay. Because there's not one – when you start looking into you know demographics and metrics and everything, there's not one within a certain amount of miles. And small planes have such a hard time with Birmingham Airport. And then besides that, I guess it'd be the Shelby County Airport. Shelby County Airport. Yeah. And so there's there's when you look at other states and populations, there's a big void right there. And so with that amount of land, you can do that. And it, I mean, that would probably make us more money than the um, than the motorsports park would uh, because you offer plane storage. Dude, um, you got big dreams, man. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, and none, you know, all of it could. Th- we're just you know, ideas are easy. Execution is the hard part. The sure. good thing is that I. There's a sh- there's an outdoor shooting range uh, down the street that has no complaints from from the land in, in uh, Margaret Argo area. There's a shooting range outdoor. Been there for a long time. No one complains about it. Right. Most people have a lot of land. When you get out that way, they have generally four or five. Yeah, acres. they're spread out. Yeah. yeah. So they wake up in the morning. They shoot their guns into the woods. Drink their pot of coffee. Drink your coffee. <laughs> um, and you know, and I love it. But in Trustville, there was an indoor shooting range, and they basically got like red taped out of there because people kept complaining about it. Because you that could shepherd dog, sheepdog, yeah. It's the police. Oh, that's right there on the police station now. Yeah. yeah, that's on Deerfoot Parkway. That's yeah, imagine right building a, a, a business for to be a shooting range, making money, having locals complain so much that you had to build. You know, the city yeah. wanted you to build more and more, uh, like thicker walls or all these sound absorption engineered techniques. And then basically you spend all your money because of these people who don't even give you business or, you know, you hear it faintly at 7 PM and then you shut down your idea fails and then the city buys it and they use it as a shooting range in the same, in the same way format. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's not against Trustville. I mean, it came available, but it's just, imagine if that happened with the track, that's kind of why we've moved away from Trustville because we said, you know, sheepdog was a really good business. And everybody in trust, you know, Trustville's, it's still the same demographic, you know, as Argo. It's still, you know, the a, a man wants to go shoot his guns. He wants to go hang out and do, do that same thing as somebody in Argo. It's one town away. It's just that there's just something that happens in a certain type of brain that just wants to complain on Facebook about stuff. And cities really shouldn't appease them, uh, you know, to a certain extent. I think that you have to look at if your population's, 30,000 and you have 50 people complaining on Facebook, how is that worth, you know, entertaining? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 that doesn't I know. speak well for the overall population because most people probably wouldn't care. Right. You know? That's I mean, why I'm they're not posting about it on Facebook. Yeah. You know, I think about the people that, you know, the only people that really take the time to leave reviews are the angry people. You right. know, you can find bad reviews for the best restaurant in town mm-hmm. because the only people complaining are the ones who take the time to write a Yelp yep. review. And so. they usually have to lie to make it happen. They'll be yeah. like, I waited for 10 minutes, and they only waited for one. Yeah. but uh, So you guys are still in Trustful, the shop, but yes. you, you've kind of put the pumped the brakes on the uh, on the track, pun intended. Yeah. Um, Good one. So <laughs> cool. Well, that's awesome. Well, maybe the, the whole the 100 and however many acres you said 878 800 <laughs> jesus that's a lot well and and it sounds ridiculous but it's it's when you're looking at land and land's harder to come by but when you're looking at 2 and 300 acres it's generally 20 30,000 an acre but then when you look at that it's 75% cheaper per acre and then the the, the gap money. you're like that's not that much more expensive and especially if i immediately sell this acreage for 20,000 an acre that's that's better because this the seller does, has had it for you know nearly 20 years they don't want to break it apart like mm-hmm. we don't have to sell it but it's just for sale 
And so if I broke it apart, you'd almost, you know, it would, it's a no brainer, you know? Mm -hmm. And then all the, the ideas that can happen. And if I'm looking at a 20 year scale, I mean, it just, it's great for chase bays and the real estate development that you can do from not even motorsport businesses, but just, you know, bringing man more manufacturing to St. Clair County or in the Birmingham area, uh, bringing more motorsports to this area. Cause Barber's there and a lot of companies. Are they in St. Clair? Was that no, they're, they're technically Birmingham. So it's like you cross through it's weird how from Leeds. It's like has all these tentacles. And, I know. You know. It's weird. Well, and you'll have a, even in Trustville, you'll have a, a random plot of land that's not Trustville. Like if you if you set up a house and move there, you'd have to go to a Jefferson County school because you have to annex. I don't know. That's it's so just, weird. I, yeah, I don't know how it worked a long time ago. They're like, hey, this is our land. And it's like, you forgot about that. And they're like, oh, whatever. It's no, Jefferson we don't want County. that. Yeah. Drew around that neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to take this one. No, we don't want that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all the water. Yeah, we want all the water. Yeah, we want the water. Yeah. Um, but so if it, Birmingham's kind of becoming a, sort of motorsports town it hasn't really helped the scene but it's going to you okay. know st stuff takes a really long time you know i mean again look at the skate park you know they've been raising funds since i was 12. yeah i remember going to a they were raising funds for the skate park you know oh yeah peter and faith and all those dudes it's like they've always had the jar out on the counter yeah like, support the skate park fund you know? yeah and it takes a long time because if you time. want it to be in a certain spot because i mean him and his how old were y'all when y'all built that skate park? Shoot. Um, yeah, where was that? I don't know if I've heard of that. Yeah, this guy built the... 16, 17, 18, 19. Oh, this was the... This uh, Battleground. Wall? Battleground. Battleground. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, with George and, and all yeah, those George dudes. George yeah. Houston was pretty much in charge of the whole deal. Yeah, no. Um, I think I'd kind of... I got a little older in skating and stuff at that point when that was kind of taking off, but... Um, yeah, no, you guys had a huge impact. Mm -hmm. That's, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. That lasted for however long? For about three and a half, four years is how long it lasted. And y'all would have like events? And they sold and... it to like a forklift training facility <laughs> or something. <laughs> like, get these kids out of here. Yeah. yeah. That's how it goes, man. Did they lift the skate ramps as training? No, they like went uh, in and said, if you want anything, get it now. Stuff. And they literally disassembled everything and just threw it away. Jeez. Yeah. Man. I Tragic. Think, I think we uh, kept some coping and stuff, but pretty much everything was just thrown into a bonfire. Dang. Gosh. Yeah. Harsh. Well, dude, talking about the, the scene and maybe things <clears throat> are getting better and, and, you know, for car enthusiasts and stuff, I know that you do um, rad posters, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. The uh, Chattanooga thing that you talked Riverside. about. Riverside. Riverside. Uh, it's a big, basically a... A car meet, yeah, if it's you like will. a big, big car gathering. So people just kind of come together to talk about cars and mm -hmm. hang out and sell products. And but you guys aren't necessarily racing or doing anything. No, like that. it's it's pretty much just a car show. Okay. But it's more than it's it's a place for people to come and hang out all weekend. There's pop up meets here and there. Vendors, so as yeah, soon vendors. as you leave, you know, a bunch of vendors you can buy from and hang out and stuff. But after and before these events, there's a bunch of pop-up meets that other companies and, you know, people in town, like, put together at, you know, different restaurants or parking lots, and people gather pretty so much. So it's just like a whole weekend, weekend thing. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, how was it this year? Um, it was good. It was yeah. good. Biggest yet. And uh, how did you get, I guess you being the graphics guy, I saw the, I don't know if we could pull up one of the posters, but, dude, those are, I want to get a print to hang up down here. Do you yeah. have any left? Yeah. I, I have buy one. one. I gave oh, he's him got one. one. Okay, it's hanging in my he, office. He printed the, well, um, this, the whatever they're called, the films. Yeah, the films for me. Um, but yeah, dude, those turned out really cool. Um, so I know you've had a big hand in that. Um, do you, are you just like the go-to graphics dude, or do you have more of a 
uh, an event. What do you call it? Um, have a bigger hand in help putting on the overall event? Or not just really. Kinda... Not really. I mean, I guess since I'm, I live in Birmingham and I live in Chattanooga, sure. then I don't okay. really have a hand in that. But he's always, we've always worked together on, you know, doing all the flyers and then it grew into doing the, um, the logos and all the t-shirt designs and posters and different things like that. And maybe being buying in ideas and trying to figure out what's best to sell and, you know, help him out where he, where I can help him. And he, he gives me a place to be there you know, yeah. for the weekend and stuff. So that is, it's a really good exchange for both of us. So that's the Riverside meet that happens in Chattanooga. And this is an annual thing. Yes. Yeah, every do. spring. I guess it's gotten bigger every year. How long has it been going on? Uh, seven years. Now. Seven years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I've gone to every single one and I've vended at six of them. So I didn't vend the first one, but I've vended six of them. Okay. So. Well, cool. Do Actually you... seven because there was, there was two because of COVID. There was one back to back. There was one in, I guess it got canceled when COVID started, and and then they redid it in um, what you might call it in October. So we okay. had like a fall meet, and that was really cool. Cool. Well, do you think that Birmingham will start to see, or do we have anything like that going on currently, or maybe that will start to come to town, or yeah, anything I like think that? So. I think so. We're we're pretty close to Chattanooga, and I've yeah. talked to Mason before about like maybe trying to. He's wanting to do pop up meets and stuff, so. I would really like to maybe. Well, maybe the new city walk would be a great place to do that. They got all that open space like in the middle. And I'm like, what is this for? They're going to have food trucks here. Is it just like. What is all that for? It's just like open, flat, nice concrete. You know, I think it's for breakdancing festivals. I guess so. But there's power outlets. Like, I was like, this could be a a rad RV park. And I was like, I guess it's for some type of like fairgroundy style. Concerts. I mean, Flat space, maybe, just maybe for like Pepper Place style, like markets. Yeah, or something. yeah. Maybe okay. I'm gonna park that. my van out there and plug up the power. You should and have yeah. water. just live there. Yeah, yeah. you should Uh-oh. see how long it'd be like Los Angeles. You just hey, this is I'll move into the sidewalk right here. But has Chase Base tried to do any um, other than maybe some of the the racing events that you guys had planned for the track? Uh, have y'all tried to put on any other events in town or have anything planned? No. We've talked. We need to do better. You're too busy, I guess. Yeah, we, we want to do like an open house and, you know, have like a pretty good like little car show or something. Maybe like a few food trucks. We should be cool. Let's talk about it Monday because okay. we haven't been asked that in a while, but we, we used to talk about it like having an open house. Mm-hmm. But the, our, our old place didn't really have much parking. Yeah. And we've just always been in a spot where we can't do an open house or a big event. How like long there. have you guys been in the new space in Trussell? Since August. August, September. yeah. I okay. cl- we clo- I closed on the building, and then the next day I, we wanted to move we in. We moved in. Okay, so yeah, going on a year now. I yeah, guess. and it, yeah. it was really hard to get settled in. I mean, it's a big space. And do you feel like you're starting to outgrow it already, or, not, or is, you, no. is it meeting your needs? It's me. We, we have extra warehouse space. Okay, well that's we've good. got maybe fifteen, uh, ten, fifteen thousand square foot of extra warehouse space. Sweet. So after bouncing around four or five times, you finally. Like, yeah, we're good. We're good for a few years. Yeah, and then behind it. Uh, it, you could build another fifty thousand square foot building, and that's like my land. So oh, okay, we're fine. awesome. We so when you ever... said you bought the land, you bought that land. There. Yeah, so I bought the the building already existed. It used to be Fontaine, which is like fifth wheels for eighteen wheelers. It did R and D there. Yeah, uh, and so it was set up quite well for 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 our business. Uh, just big warehouse, not much office space, uh, but yeah, we we're we're good there. Sweet. How big is the Chase Bay's team? Um, Oh, and to answer your question, yeah, the land and the building we bought, we own. Yeah, so uh, thank you. Um, but your team now, um, how many people do you employ, and, and how big is your 
your team at Chase Bay is now the ace. I think we're at 20. 20 people. I think wow. We're finally at 20. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say like 18, but I, we just had like two or three new hires. So yeah. 20. Yep. So we'll be, that'll, we'll be good for a few more months. Dude, that's awesome, man. Well, um, I hope you guys continue to grow and, and any new big things, I guess all the land and stuff, all the, you know, the airstrip you got planned, yeah. you know, that's pretty, <laughs> pretty wild, big plans coming up for the future. So that's cool to hear. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for taking time to come and hang out with us. Uh, this was really rad to kind of hear about you guys and, and all the wild things you have going on. So really appreciate it. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know it was a lot to cover and we really didn't get into the track and there's just, it's still, you know, new and formal. But idea. for anybody listening that think that's, that's looking for a place, you know, where they're not having to drive, you know, where's the closest, isn't there one in like, um, steel in their track there it's, it's a, a drag, drag track it's a drag track. yeah okay yeah. So well there's a the south is we have like tons of drag strips and tons of oval tracks but no like circuits yeah. that you can drift on so, so a circuit's yeah. the one that's not in a circle We're just trying yeah, to go straight. A, yeah fast yeah, we don't want to go straight we yeah. don't want to go around track we want to just go crazy but there's yeah. nowhere close well there's that does that yeah drag racing's having a, a kind of a slow death it's just they're, they're trying okay. to, yeah but uh there is mid pond circuit, which we made happen. Uh, it's an old go-kart track, not like, you know, skate station go-karts, but like competitive go-karts. And I found the owner and got him to let us uh, drift on it for a while. And we had control of that, but then it wasn't made for drifting. And it's really, really gone down the drain in terms of quality. And I love that it's a spot where local guys can get good. But once you get to a certain skill level, you're like, this is tough. And is it just a flat track? Yeah, it's like flat and then they just like cone it have off. curves. No, it's, it's it's like an actual layout. Oh, OK. okay yeah. Cool. Um, it's great. It's just it's really rough. It's, it's thin. So it's got a lot of dips. Um, it's tough. It's tough to drive. And then there's no running group. So, so if you're advanced, you're out there with guys who are beginners. And then, so you're every lap, you're like, cool. I, I mean, I can't. Cause you get backed up behind yeah. somebody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, I'll make the skate park reference. It's like if they had like noob day. And so this is mid pond. Mid pond. Yeah. Okay. But I still love it. And people are like, why are you trying to put mid pond out of business? Like we're sold you know, soul skaters, soul, soul drifters, like this is OG. And I'm like, well, one, I'm the one that made mid pond happen. So you're welcome. Yeah. Don't need to get any credit or whatever, but two, like you heard it here. Yeah. Mid pond's great. You know, cause if, cause the, the track that we make won't be a beginner layout, you know? And it's like, if you go to the ski slopes, you can't just go ski. You have to have some, some formal training to, to be able to, to go snowboard or ski or anything. And so I, mid pond, I think even when we get the know, track, man, don't let anybody on that lift. Really? If you can make it to the top, it's on you to make it to the bottom. <laughs> oh. Oh I thought they used to have that 90s regulation. Not, no, not anymore. coming from experience, if you get on that lift, they're like, all right, see ya. And I mean, he rode just... all the way up here. You got to get yeah. down somehow. <laughs> I mean, the lift even needs formal training. Yeah. Remember how intimidated you were oh, the dude, first time? Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. You just fall off, slide down. The guy's like, you're not supposed to be up here. Oh, yeah. oh you're yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> he pushes you down. <laughs> yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> I apart, did. Apart from Mid Pond, is there anywhere else? No. Um, the closest There's that, like Nyota drift or wherever in Tennessee and really but nothing else in the state nothing no. nothing no. wow nothing. so there is a there's definitely a, huge a void, void. Oh, yeah. to be filled there man well I hope it works out man yeah we'll get it we'll get it done it's tough because I go in and it's and some days are just really stressful it's really hard to just even manage chase bays you know I'm trying to get to where I'm doing four days a week instead of five you know like four tens and I can have a whole day to work on the track but it's just 
business, there's one problem after another. It's the hardest time. I mean, I've, I've owned a business for 15 years. So of the last 15 years, it's the hardest time to own a business, especially a hardware type business, you know, like hard parts. Oh man, I didn't even ask about like uh, just getting supply parts chain. and supply chain and all that stuff, man. I it's it's, it's really bad and it's getting worse. And, every, you know, we called it years, you know, whenever all this stuff started, that this was going to be a problem. And, you know, we're, it's, it's like down to food and gas and all these important necessities and stuff. I, I get that we're just out of enjoyment, but if you don't have enjoyment, then it's hard to, to focus at work. You know, this Amen, is, brother. yeah, this is our de-stressor, you know, or maybe not ours. It's, uh, but you know, a lot of people, this is how they de-stress. So it's been really, really difficult in the last year to get stuff in the door. Um, and meet the band. I guess you guys are, you know telling customers, hey, things will be delayed. And yeah, like but people still, I mean, they'll, they'll cancel orders and, and, you know, people are more understanding than ever and that's great. Sure, but, yeah. But yeah, you, if they need the part, they need the part and they'll just move on to something else. They don't want, you know, 600 or $1,000 sitting out there. But Is um, there anybody, I would imagine not in Alabama, but I mean, who's your competition? Is there anybody out there that's kind of doing the same there's companies that Things. are there's companies that are trying. Okay, and it's good of them to try. It's good of them to try. But you guys yeah. are definitely top dog. It sounds like. Yeah, I'm. I'm just kidding. There, there's there's people that pop up there to do a great job. We haven't had somebody that's been completely competition. You okay. know, where because like I said, we're we're all encompassing. You know, we make radiators, we make oil coolers, we make power steering kits, we make, you know, manual brake, brake booster deletes. I don't know if all that's gibberish. Handbrakes. Hand yeah. I know what a radiator is. I know what brakes are. Right. <laughs> well. Uh, Sometimes they'll, they'll make the power steering kit or they'll make the ABS delete kit or they'll make the radiator, but nobody's tackling everything that, that we are like, you're the, kind of a one-stop shop for that stuff. For yeah. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But people pop up and then we, you know, they, they, they'll, they'll dig into our business some and stuff, but I, I can look at something and tell you everything that's wrong with it, of course. And so we, people come and go all the time. You yeah, know? yeah, definitely. Well, I'm glad you guys are, you said you've owned the business for 15 years. So. Yeah. Um, I would say that you're probably a, a leading expert. Yeah, I hope so. I don't, I don't feel like it. I still feel like a fraud some days. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Why do you trust me? I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, dude, this has been cool. I feel like I learned something. This is awesome. And, uh, as far as the track goes, man, I wish you all the best and, and hopefully something will materialize and maybe trust will back off a little bit. You yeah. Know. Would you ever consider doing something small there, even though it may not be the size or meet all the demands if, trustful to just come around tomorrow and be like, Hey man, we were wrong. This would be cool. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, something's better than nothing. And, um, the location's great because whether, you know, the locals like it or not, if you have a track that's not way out in the boonies, then that's just better off. Sure. Cause gas is closer. Food is closer. All that stuff. I guess that may be a kind of a downside to the, the one out in St. Clair, yeah. maybe a little further away. Yeah. It's like 15 minutes from us. So not bad. yeah, it's not terrible, but and a lot of tracks are out in the boons, you know, because they just know sound's going to be a problem. Um, but yeah, I would, I would still do it. We've even considered paving uh, where Chase Base is now. It's probably on like five acres of land. That backyard where I said that we could expand 50,000. We've thought about just paving like a small figure eight with a couple little chicanes and stuff. Could you uh, get away with that? I mean, do you yeah. have to have like formal approval to like, that's what I'm saying. What's stopping you from doing that now? Like just paving like a football field size plot asphalt you know, yeah. asphalt and just getting out there and if only just to test stuff like hey man take a couple of laps and let's make sure this fuel line or this whatever doesn't explode or whatever yeah i mean i've talked to him about it uh i think the problem is that trustville has a planning zoning commission and so you would really piss them off. yeah you'd really <laughs> piss them off what 
are you doing? But I mean, if if we made like an extended driveway, you know, I and could get that drive approved. Fast on it sometimes. Yeah, I could get that approved. We wouldn't be able to have big events because it wouldn't it wouldn't be a big enough track for that. Sure. But yeah. it would be about mid pond size. I mean, if it you would paid, be cool maybe. to have like invite only. It's like there's got to be some kind yeah. of loophole we can exploit to you know give yeah. you guys something. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm a troublemaker, you know, by nature, and so I would. I generally would do something and apologize for it later. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I the track the pr track project getting bigger may, means it's going to take longer. Um, and then the track has become something that would be like Formula Drift would come there. You know, final bout. So clutch you got grand plans. Yeah. It's, it's grown beyond. Right. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so you would have big events that like the the top names come out to and and it's set up for you know I mean Formula Drift. I don't know if y'all know that group, but they're the, they're like the Formula one of drifting they're, they're the biggest like nascar like the biggest yeah, sanctioning okay. body for drifting and we've talked to them and I, I mean i'm sure they don't want me to say that but they probably won't watch this but uh it, it was just a preliminary conversation yeah like, it's like hey, hey if you guys get a spot we want to yeah. be involved you know that's yeah. cool yeah. so that would i mean that but that turns it into like a six month from a six month project to like a two-year project yeah because so it just keeps getting snowballing yeah and so i've already been trying to do this for so long so yeah to, to answer your question we're we would be open if, if they were like, hey, here's 50 acres, you know, you can buy it for X amount, let's do this. I'd be like, okay, let's do it. Because even if we do that and then it, you know, we pay it off, then the, the grand plan can still happen. You know, yeah. it's just, I don't know what you do with, I guess the police can buy it. Well, yeah, we've okay. seen that happen, so. Yeah. <laughs> they put well, their like motorcycle, motorcycle training group over there. Oh yeah. They oh, do they, that at the church in Trustwell all the time. They do it at the Harley Davidson over there. I'll see them out there. Um, Anyways, well, dudes, uh, really cool. I uh, wish you guys all the best. Chase, very nice to meet you. Um, Likewise. And uh, Dustin, always good to have you back oh, yeah, on. Absolutely. And uh, hear about all the rad things you guys are doing. If people wanted to, to check you guys out, uh, all the car enthusiasts that listen to this yes. podcast, uh, where would be the best place to kind of see what you guys have going on and check you guys? Uh, you can just go to it's Chase Bays on Instagram, just Chase Bays, C-H-A-S-E-B-A-Y-S. Uh, on Facebook, we're Chase Bay's page because Chase, my original Facebook just got deleted. <laughs> okay. Facebook does what they want when they want. And then our YouTube is uh, Chase Bay's HD because my email got hacked. And so I lost <laughs> that Chase Bay. Oh, dude, we got to beef up your security. Yeah. So not to drag this conversation that out, but what, what are you guys putting on your YouTube page, just out of curiosity? Uh, mostly install guides. And he, he heads all that stuff up. Um, he, it's really, we do quick installs, so not overcomplicated, just like, you know, often not even with a script or words or anything. So, you know, I usually do the installs, Landon will take the pictures. He does all the filming and editing and, and pre-planning and stuff. So mostly either. So if I were to buy a part, me, yes. yeah, <laughs> I could jump you on would it. Know <laughs> I would know how to install it yeah. without ruining it's, my car. It's dummy proof. Yeah. It's dummy proof. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We're not saying you're a dummy. No, no, no. We tell, no, no. We but tell if, you what tools you Theoretically, need, you were a dummy. As long as you have hands and, you know, a brain. Now, when did you guys, did you find that that helped on the, in the complaint department as far as yeah. like just showing watch people? The just watch the video. Did you do what they said? Yeah. And then, you know, my tech guys want us to do a lot of disclaimers. Like, make sure you say these 20 things. I'm like, all right, yeah. we'll say 10 of them. You know, so the beginning is like, don't use this. Make sure you do this, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, people barely watch it. So we try to, we try to be creative and integrate it. Duct like, tape is not a tool. Yeah. Yeah. Duct tape is not a tool. Don't unless you're trying to murder this. somebody. Yeah. That's Chase Bay's HD. Useful. All right, people can jump on there and, and see what you guys are all about. And yep. you probably talked about that a little bit last mm -hmm. time yep. about yep. what you guys do and stuff. So yep. sounds like you're jack of all trades. Like when you got in the door, yeah. you just kind of started doing everything. You know, pretty much. So. Yeah, 
Yeah, he, next next to me, he he knows like everything about Chase Bay. It's like he, he doesn't walk through the warehouse because people go, Dustin, hey, question. Oh, dang. Yeah. yeah. He goes around. He'll go out the front door. I have to have my AirPods in and just, ow, I don't hear it. Down. Yeah. 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 Dude, I want to get a tour, man. That, uh, that'd be cool. You guys, uh, you, yeah, man. Let us know. Um, all right. Well, I've tried to close this out several times, and I think it's something else cool to talk about. That's all right. This it's a is podcast. We're here to talk. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, it's really nice to meet uh, meet you, Chase. And uh, thanks for coming. And yeah, thanks for having us. And did you want to say your socials? Oh, I've already said them. Okay. They should know. Nobody. Can. Everything will be in the oh, description. Yeah. Okay. Description <laughs> <of this video. laughs>